Almighty God, as we prepare to worship today, we ask that you will stretch our imaginations to sense the majesty and the mystery of your ascension, to help us receive how Jesus' presence in heaven can give us confidence in our praying and hope for our future. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. What I'm going to do tonight is give you three teaching blocks as we work our way through what Ascension Thursday is. Um, Three teaching blocks that will be interspersed with some music and some opportunity to worship, and then at the very end, another opportunity to worship together. Because here's the question, what is Ascension Thursday? I wonder, other than getting an invite from me or an invite from David or an invite through someone else, if you were to ask to describe or define what Ascension Thursday is, how might you answer the question? Because a couple of weeks ago, whenever David asked me to do Ascension Thursday, and I agreed and said, yes, I'll do that, the next thing I did was went and Google, what is Ascension Thursday? Because I'd never done Ascension Thursday like this before. Maybe you're the same. Or maybe you've heard Ascension Thursday described as Ascension Day or Ascension Sunday. So we're going to look at, in our first teaching block, what Ascension Thursday is. So Ascension Thursday, Ascension Sunday, or Ascension Day marks the moment that Jesus literally ascended or rose up or returned to heaven. So it comes 40 days after Easter Sunday. So we'll remember Easter Sunday. So 40 days after that, we arrive at today and Jesus leaves his followers on the earth. It marks the end of Jesus' ministry. It marks the end of Jesus' ministry and mission. And it marks it as complete, final, done, successful. And Jesus returns to the Father in heaven. But during those 40 days, Jesus met with his disciples. He met with many different people over those 40 days. And the reason he met with them was to prepare them for his departure. Ten days after Ascension Day, we get to the very famous and the very familiar Pentecost Sunday, which is the one that we're probably familiar with. And I guess the temptation is to jump straight from Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday all the way to Pentecost Sunday. Because Pentecost Sunday is the one where the Holy Spirit comes powerfully, dramatically, and it's exciting. But ten days before that, the disciples are waiting And we could not describe the waiting as dramatic or powerful or exciting because no one likes to wait. So 10 days before the disciples are meeting in an upper room by themselves, Jesus has just left. And I guess the question that I have in my head is what must that have been like? So if you were to put yourself in the shoes or the sandals of the disciples in the original story, what must it have been like to be waiting? Waiting for those number of days. Because I'm not sure that the disciples knew exactly how long that they're told to wait. Because if you notice in the passage that we'll read shortly, they're not told wait 10 days. I'm not sure the disciples were expecting Pentecost the way that we know it. They definitely couldn't skip ahead into chapter 2 of Acts and figure out what happened and figure out that the waiting was worth it. So what must it have been like to wait? Here they are. Their hope Their Messiah, their Jesus has just left. He's gone and they are left all by themselves. R.T. Kendall has this quote 
says this, waiting for God to act, waiting for him to show up, to step in, to intervene, to take over, to fulfill his promise is arguably the most difficult discipline in the Christian life. And I think we would all agree because no one likes to wait. No one enjoys waiting. No one enjoys the uncertainty of not knowing what's coming next. Ascension Thursday is literally a high point for Jesus as he is lifted up, raised up, ascends into heaven. Mission complete, ministry complete, unsuccessful, and he returns to the Father. That's a high point. But the disciples, you could not describe their situation as a high point. Can you imagine their waiting? Can you imagine their pain? Can you imagine the uncertainty? And I want to invite us to step into that waiting. I want to invite us to step into that pain. I want, us to, invite, I want to invite us to step into that uncertainty. Because Ascension Thursday is an encouragement to embrace the waiting and the pain and the uncertainty that we all experience in life. And to not give up. And it is a reminder that the waiting is worth it. That God does show up in powerful, dramatic ways in our lives. But still, what must those 10 days between Ascension Thursday and Pentecost have been like for the disciples? To understand the importance of it and the significance of it, what I want to do is go to Pentecost, start at Pentecost and reverse. Okay, so this is Pentecost in reverse. So we're at day 50. Day 50. After 10 days of silence, Acts chapter 2, verse 2 says this. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Holy Spirit, suddenly, unmistakably, powerfully interrupts the mundane of those 10 days of waiting. Holy Spirit interrupts the waiting. Holy Spirit interrupts the pain. Holy Spirit interrupts the uncertainty of those Days And the Holy Spirit comes, we're told, like a wind or a fire. And in verse 4 of Acts 2, it says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled him. Can you see why it's so tempting to jump from the Sunday of the resurrection right to Pentecost? Because it's dramatic and it's exciting and it's powerful and it's unmistakable and it's a high point. So easy to jump to that. So easy to skip over the bit that we're doing tonight. Holy Spirit comes and he equips the believer. And before we end chapter two of Acts, we read this. Verse 41. Those who accepted this message were baptized and about 3,000 of them were added to the number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with Oh, at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being baptized and saved. And we love that. We love this moment. We love when word and spirit come together so powerfully like this. 
This is a high point. Can you imagine the celebration at the end of chapter 2? Can you imagine the joy at the end of this chapter? The excitement at the end of the chapter. Like this is a day that you want to be a disciple. Like can you imagine the stories that you would get to tell at the end of just this one day? Can you imagine the interviews that would follow? This is a great day to be a follower of Jesus. It's a great day to be involved in ministry. It's a great day to be part of the church and what God is doing. Because this is the day, Pentecost, where the Spirit literally breaks out. But 10 days earlier, it was a very different story. Ten days earlier, the disciples are listening to Jesus say that he is leaving and they are left alone. And this isn't the first time that disciples are left alone. This isn't the first time where they're left waiting. It's not the first time where there's pain. It's not the first time where there's uncertainty as to what's happening next. To remember back to that, we have to rewind all the way back to Easter weekend and we land at Holy Saturday. And we think about what's just happened. We think about the context that the disciples have just found themselves in. Their Messiah, their Jesus, their God, their hope, the person that they have stood beside for the past three years, that they have followed for the last three years, has been taken from them, has been put on trial, has been beaten and whipped and mocked, has been betrayed, has been denied has been nailed to a cross, has suffered on that cross, has given up his life on that cross, is buried in a grave. He's gone. He's dead. He's buried. And we enter into Easter Saturday, a time of waiting, a time of pain, and a time of uncertainty. Let's watch this next video. <laughs> 